Well, hey, my name is Jordan Niemann, and this is the breakout session, How to Grow Yourself and Your Worship Team. So, uh, welcome. I want to uh, take a few minutes here and just share my story of how I got involved into this very unique profession, well, not profession, but calling of leading people in worship. Like, I think of kids, like, when they grow up, like, I have a toddler, he's four, um, you ask a toddler, like, yeah, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a policeman, what do you want to be, oh, a worship leader, like, you don't hear that a lot, like, that's not a, that's not a, a common thing, um, but here's my story of how I got uh, into worship leading, um, I was, I would say 14 years old, and my family started going to a church plant uh, near our house, and uh, there was a pastor of this church plant. His name was Pastor Dave. And in those in those church plant uh, circumstances, usually the pastor's like, yeah, he's uh, he, Pastor Dave, but also he's Janitor Dave, and, uh, Worship Leader Dave, you know. So uh, he was also uh, our youth pastor. So uh, I remember one night at youth group, uh, there were five of us in our youth group, really tiny, and he played keys. And how worship looked, during that time, it was he, he would play keys, and we would just, he would lead us in songs, and that was kind of our worship team. And he wanted to expand that and grow that a little bit. So one night at youth group, he threw that out there. Like, he's like, does anyone want to join the worship team? And me and my 14-year-old self was like, uh, I have an acoustic guitar. Like, I actually, I didn't have an acoustic guitar. It was my dad's guitar, and but he didn't need to know that. And I didn't know how to play the thing or tune the thing, but I, I could bring it. So he's like, okay, you have a guitar, bring it for ne uh, next week. So I brought it, and the next week I brought it, and I'm like, Pastor Dave, I forgot to fill you in on some details. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, that's okay, get on up there. And he played keys, and, and luckily he muted me on the soundboard. So it was me standing there awkwardly for about 20 minutes, and while all my peers look at me like, you're crazy, dude. And I'm like, I don't know. And uh, it was it was kind of traumatic, but that's the story. And week two, you bet I knew how to tune the thing, and I at least knew a G chord. wasn't a perfect G chord, but it was a G chord. And uh, that was my uh, <laughs> that was the the start of, uh, of of my calling into into worship ministry. And I I kind of became the guitar guy. Uh, I grew in, into that gifting, and um, later on that summer. Um, at a youth conference, I, I made that step and I committed myself to Jesus. And I'm like, "You're Lord. It's not my dad's religion. It's not Pastor Dave's religion. It's not. No, you are Lord of my life. And wherever you go, I'll follow." And uh, during that youth conference, uh, Pastor Dave came up to me at the end of service, and um, it was one of those like youth pastors pray over your youth and pray over me. And um, he said, "I feel like the Lord's calling you into to worship, to lead people in worship." Um, you're not just the guitar guy. You're called to lead people in worship, which is funny because he didn't know I could sing or that God was revealing that to me, and that just really confirmed um, a lot of things in my heart that night. So um, six months later, I found myself at a church an hour away from my house. I was leading, uh, it was a 20-member church, average age 85. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm a 15-year-old kid, and didn't know what I was doing, um, and they, they had grace on me, and whenever it was too loud with the soundboard, they would just it, give me one of these. <laughs> like, there's one guy in the corner every Sunday who was just like, uh-uh, no. And, and the funny thing is, he like, when you talk to him, he couldn't hear you, so I don't understand how that all works, but, um, so anyways, I served there, 15, 16, 17, 18, all through high school, um, driving an hour up to Cleveland. Uh, leading, leading these 20, uh, 20, 85 year olds in worship, and me, me and Ethel were, were tight, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was really a training ground for, uh, for that was just the first step in, in what God had for me. Met my wife, well, then girlfriend, now wife, and uh, when we got engaged, I, we started going to her church, and uh, that was a, that was different, <laughs> not in a bad way. <laughs> Not, not in a bad way. It was, uh, it was a growing 300-member church at the time. A lot of momentum, a lot of teams. It was a very team-focused. And from my little uh, world, it was the, my 20-member 
85, you know, it, it was just a different, it was a different thing. Um, and once we got engaged, I joined uh, her family at, at their church and we got trained, worked under some, uh, some great worship pastors there and uh, really got mentored and, and all that. So uh, this past fall, uh, we accepted a position at Rockside Church in Cleveland as uh, worship and young adult pastors. So we are doing that. Uh, we are, uh, we're learning a lot. We're being thrown into uh, things like this. Like this is, a no this is not normal for me to lead breakout sessions, but I'm glad you all are here to su support and uh, you know, this is great. So uh, that is how I got into worship leading. Um, I, like I said, I've learned a lot. Um, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of really great things modeled. Um, I've seen some challenges. Anyone have some challenges as worship leaders, okay? I made a quick list. Here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, well, real quick, before I do that, before I jump to the list, I really do have a list. Who here is like the primary worship leader at your church? Like if you don't show up, like things blow up. Okay, cool, cool, awesome. Um, who works under like a worship pastor or worship leader? Like your second or third in command? Cool, you fill in every once in a while. Um, who's like the pastor Dave, like you're doing everything, like you're like the senior pastor and the worship leader, or you're the youth pastor and the worship, my man, what's your name? Derek. Derek. Awesome. Cool. So here's some challenges with, uh, with uh, leading worship that I, I feel like would really unite us as a breakout session here. Um, I don't have any new people interested. Anyone have that? Like we have the same five people and they've been playing together since 1985, and eh. like, how can we get new people involved in our team? Or uh, maybe there's uh, there's no sense of community. Like my team, we just show up, we do our tasks, we sing our songs, we lead people in worship. We might do great at it, but then it's just we leave. And like, there's no like, we, we might high five out on the way out in the parking lot, but that's kind of it. There's no community, there's no uh, relationship there, there's no mentoring, it's just, we're doing our job. Um, or maybe it's my team, I might have a team, but they're stagnant in their ability. Or maybe I'm stagnant, you know? Um, or this last one, there's too much to do. There's too much to do. Yes, yes, yes. So my hope is today that we'll walk away with at least one idea. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm the worship guru. Um, sometimes these breakout sessions could sound like that. I I'm gonna just share from my experience and what I've learned. And uh, my hope is that today we'll you walk away with one idea or one, uh, like we could try that. Like this seems like we could try this in our context, okay? So um, let me see here. I wanna share a scripture with you guys. I had three, I narrowed it down. So here, here's the one scripture. It's uh, out of Exodus, this is Moses. Um, Exodus 18, verse 13. So. Uh, this is Moses and his father-in-law, and uh, I'll read this really quick for us here. So, the next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. They stood around him from morning till evening. Does that sound like worship practice? <laughs> That's how it hit me. Anyway, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you're doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening. Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you, and you cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. Good father-in-law there. And may God be with you, and you must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them this, teach him his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves, that will take your, make your load lighter because they will share it with you. 
If you do this and, and God so commands, you'll be able to stand the strain and all of these people will go home satisfied. I want to pray for you guys. Um, and I just thank you for coming. Like this is a, I realize this is a great opportunity for us to come together and learn things. So I just want to pray over you guys and uh, we'll, we'll get started here. So Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the leaders in this room. I thank you for the individual stories uh, that every person has here. Would you use our stories um, to build your kingdom in Ohio? And will we be generous with what you've given us? And will we be good stewards of that? In your name we pray. Amen. So here are some observations that I picked up from uh, the text here. So people's problems needed fixed. Anyone relate to that as a worship leader? Like there's problems and that's why you're there. Like you're not, you are not unique. Moses had problems. People were coming to him asking for him to be judged. They needed him. Um, people needed Moses to resolve their, their disputes. That, that's why he was there. Second observation. The tasks became overwhelming. Moses' father-in-law said, you're going to wear these people out, you're going to wear yourself out if you keep doing what you're doing. This is not sustainable. Okay. Third, he trained and appointed trustworthy people. And it said that he appointed them over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. So there were, that tells me there were different tasks, there were different amounts of work, and he divvied them, okay? Um, not all, you know, just because someone has leadership potential doesn't mean you hand them a mic and a guitar and say, get up there and lead us spiritually in worship. Like, eh, maybe, maybe we could start at a level 10 where, you know, you train music or something. Which, if you print music and that's all you do, that's not a knock. Keep doing that. That's a great. Okay. Observation number four. The work was getting done and the kingdom advanced. Um, he was able to strain, uh, stand the strain and uh, the people went home satisfied. So uh, our breakout session is entitled How to Grow Yourself and Your Worship Team. Um, I am going to share with you a principle. Uh, it's, it's very simple. Um, I don't think y'all are ready for this, but here we go. You ready? How to grow yourself and your worship team. Give it away. Give it away. And we'll define what it is later. Um, but God has entrusted you to lead people in worship. That's a great thing. And it's not our job to hoard it. It's our job to give it away, okay? So the whys. Why should we give this away? You can't do it all, okay? Just like Moses, uh, if you're doing everything and people are standing around, it's not sustainable, and uh, you're going to wear yourself out and the people, okay? You can't do it all. People are waiting for you to give them a chance, and I think of, of my story with Pastor Dave. Um, I didn't even, I wasn't even waiting. Like, I just, I was just some goofy little 14-year-old kid with a little mustache uh, who raised my hand in youth group saying, yeah, I have an acoustic guitar. Are there people in your ministry, are there people under your influence that are waiting? Third reason, when you give, you and your team grow. And we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit here. So uh, the, what I want to talk about now is the what. So what do we give away? You say give it away. What is it? What are we giving away? So I alliterated for you to make it easy. These are all T's. So first T, task. The thing that you do. So it says in verse 21, Moses appointed capable men, trustworthy men, over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. And there are different levels of leadership. Are there uh, people, like I asked before, are there people in your ministry who are waiting on the sidelines? 
Uh, and maybe you're so busy you don't see it. You're running around during practice while people are standing around. Is there someone who's like, hey, can I help with anything? And you're like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. I'll just do it faster and quicker and you know, it'll, it'll just be easier. Are there people like that? Do you relate to that? Give away caps. So I did some, uh, I'm not a math guy, and I don't know why I did this, but I made them like, here, look at this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did some math, uh, tax, tasks in a year. Uh, estimation, I, I picked like typical worship team uh, size, okay? You have six people, you do four songs of service, and you have a Wednesday night service, and you have a Sunday night service, okay? So schedule, if you are in this, uh, you are going to schedule out 624 slots. Guitars, bass, keys, drums, background vocals. If you do media, sound, you know, projection, stuff like that. Song list, 416 songs to be played or led. Okay. Printing music, which I am not a screen lover, but here we are. Uh, 2,496 sheets of paper to be printed. Uh, that is a lot. That's a lot there. So practices, 50. I evened it out at 50 because you do get lazy sometimes, and you're like, you know what? Practice, we're just going to. Last week was Easter. Let's just let this week slide, you know. Uh, sound checks, 104. Email sent, 1,040. That might uh, fluctuate depending. Uh, but total caps, 4,730. So give away caps. And I'm not saying give away 4,730 caps. I'm not saying that. That is not what I'm saying. Things will blow up if you give all those away, okay? You are there to lead. Steward it well, okay? But I'm saying, like, what would, what would your ministry look like? What would your workload look like if you took, uh, you gave away 730? Instead of scheduling, you doing scheduling directly every week, what would it look like if you handed that off to someone? You coached them, you trained them, you trust them. They're not, you know, uh, you're not going to give, you know, new member, hey, it's your first week here, come on, let me show you this thing. Uh, you're going to, uh, you know, use precaution there. But what would your workload look like if you were to give that away? Or practices, like, do you need to... Do you need to run sound check all the time? Do you need to necessarily run practice? What if it was more of a coaching? What if you had a second person who was waiting on the sidelines who's capable? One week you say, hey, look, I'm going to show you how I do practice next week or next time we're on the schedule together. You take practice. I'll be here if you need help. Give me the look of panic, which looks like this, <laughs> and then I'll jump in, okay? So give away caps. Second piece, training. The things you know. Um, it said in verse 20, before handing things off, Moses took time to teach people God's decrees and instructions. Moses knew, uh, Moses knew how to do the job of judge. And it, as he handed it off, part of it was giving away what he knew. Give away your training. And um, as you walk through this journey of worship leadership, you pick up skills, uh, and eventually they become second nature. You don't really think about the skills you pick up um, until you're teaching someone, until you're actually giving it away. And uh, I want to uh, illustrate that right now. So I need two brave volunteers. Um, I need two people. I need someone who plays guitar. You would say that guitar is your instrument, you play it. You don't have to be awesome, don't worry, I'm not gonna make you play guitar, okay? All right, uh, and then I need someone who has never picked up a guitar. If I told you to hold a guitar, you wouldn't even know what to do. Is there anyone who did, okay, Dylan, Dylan, is that your name? Come on, come on down. Yeah, and uh, Jared, Dylan and Jared, let's give it up for them. Okay, so I forgot. You're, you're the guitar player. Yeah. Okay, so I want you, well, here. Dylan, hold this. Hold that. Beautiful. Hold this too. Okay. Um, you get over, get over there. Uh, you stay there. Okay, so 
We have Dylan here. He has never held a guitar. Would you say that when you play, when, when you're involved in worship, and you're picking up your guitar, you think about it? Like you, like, not, not really. really. Okay, all right. So I want you to explain to Dylan, he's clearly lost here. He needs your help. <laughs> Can you show him how to hold a guitar in a pick? Um, like this, and like this. There you go. Okay, all right. You know what? We're on a budget here at Synergy. We're on a budget. So, all right. So show him. You okay? Go ahead, Dylan. You hold the guitar. We believe in you. All right. Okay. As far as the pick, is there anything you're doing in that? Um, you you don't want to be um holding it that much. Okay. A little bit further. Oh. No. Cool. Don't let go. There you go. You're a drummer. Awesome. You stay there. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you got it. Let's give it up for Dylan. Woo! All right. This is my son's ukulele, so he. <laughs> I asked him if I could borrow it, so he wants this back. Awesome. Thank you. Let's give it up for Dylan. Good job. We're proud of you. This is a vintage 2018 model, first act, road worn, beautiful. So uh, you know more than you think you do, okay? There are things that come second nature as you learn, as you grow. You don't think about how to hold a guitar or how to hold a pick or how to uh, hold a drumstick. But uh, as you teach people, as you give away your training, the things you know, it's like, you know what, I do, like, okay, I know some stuff. I know some stuff. And that's not like a cocky thing. That's like, I learned it. And I, yeah, like I know how to put a song list together. Like, th like themes, I'm good, like, yeah. You know more than you think. Um, examples of this, song list, uh, you know, turning on the soundboard, that might be a thing that you could give away, or wrapping mic cables, like I used to do this. I used to do one of these. Clearly I hit a nerve there, okay. <laughs> Some sound people have inf infiltrated the breakout session. Uh, um, yeah, my my worship pastor at Harvest Roots, um, he he taught me how to align cables properly with finesse. Ooh, look at that! That's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's gonna last. Um, but like for him, that was something that was simple. Like that came to him. Like he didn't think about. Oh, I need to do that. But he saw me doing one of these, and he's like, no, 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 we gotta address that. Um, those types of things, give away. Um, speaking of giving away, this week I learned something new, CCLI reporting. Anyone do that? Yeah, okay, I won't tell on you if you don't, don't worry. Um, learn that, or how to lead prayers, how to lead your like practice, like pray over your team. That's something I pretty much do regularly. Most of us would probably do that. Why are you doing that? Can't you, you can hand that off. Like, that's what we're doing. We're, it's not our show. It's not what we're doing. We're bringing people along. We're discipling, really. That's what we're doing. We're using CAPS to disciple people. Um, so when you teach, you are resharpening your skills. And you're obviously teaching someone how to do something new. So give away CAPS. Okay, last piece. Last piece. So what should we give away? Tasks? Training, and then the last P is titles. The things you are positioned at. And I had to think about this for a little bit. <laughs> um, so it says in verse 13 uh, of our story here, uh, the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. Okay? When I read that, and, and his father-in-law even brought this up. Why are you doing this? And he, Moses' reply was, well, I'm the judge. This is what I do. This is my position. Uh, this is my title. What I want to ask you to do, if you have a title, and most of us do, is to hold that loosely. Hold that loosely. You are not going, chances are, you are not going to retire as a worship leader or a worship pastor. 
God will move you on eventually. If you're, if you're worth the salt, God's going to promote you, okay? And I want to encourage you not to put your value in what you do, okay? Do not put your value in what you do. And a lot of times if you, if you, if you do that, you have this attitude of only I can do it right. Only I can run practice right. If I don't run practice, if I don't do sound check, if I don't do the song list, if I don't do the scheduling, things, things are just going to fall apart. It's all riding on me. Does that sound very Christ-like? Does that, that do, I, no, it doesn't. Uh, what does God want us to do as leaders? And I've had those moments. I've had those moments where it's like, I earned it. Like, I did A plus B and I equals C. That's, that's what I get here. I did the work. I got the education. Obviously, I get the title, right? Uh, that, that was kind of my uh, thinking. I had a, a gut check uh, when we got hired at our church four months ago. <laughs> we, uh, we got hired October 6th. And uh, pastor appreciation was October 13th. Okay. So that's where they call all the pastors up. Come on down, pastors. We're so proud of you. We appreciate you. And you know how weird it is walking and standing in front of a church that you've served for a whole seven days, and they're, like, handing you gift cards saying, we appreciate you? <laughs> the part of me that, er, like, one, wanted to earn and strive and, you know, prove myself, I couldn't stand up there and be like, yeah, I earned it. No, I did not earn it. Seven whole days. And uh, I remember that funny feeling, like, I didn't really, I didn't earn it, I didn't deserve it. Why are people giving me, like, stuff and applauding me? I'm the new guy, just got here. And I remember sharing that with my pastor. And uh, she said, she said something that, that stuck with me, that it's not earned by us. It's not earned by us in our striving and our effort. It's given by God. Your position, where you're at, it's not, you didn't save you. Let's go, let's go broad here. You didn't save you, okay? God saved you. Jesus saved you. And he's called you into a purpose, okay? You didn't earn it. God gave it. So what do you do? You receive it. You receive it. So with title, I want you to know that God approves of you, title or not. Title or not, he approves of you. You don't need to work for it. You don't need to prove yourself. There is work to be done, but that isn't attached to your value as a leader, okay? And as you understand your value as a leader, who you are, you're Christ, you're Christ's kid, your identity is in that. It's not pastor whoever or worship leader whoever. And once you, once you get that, once you get your true identity, when, when God asks you to give away that title, because he will, there will be a day where it's your last day in your position at your church, you're going to be fine. You're not going to have a crisis because it wasn't all riding on you. Your value wasn't riding on what you did, and your ministry wasn't based off of what you did. Does that make sense? It, it's it's based off of Christ. It's his work. Okay? So give away your tasks. Give away your training. Give away your title. And empower other people. Like how Pastor Dave did that for me. He said, you're a worship leader. He gave me that title at 14. He didn't even know I could sing. He didn't know what God was speaking to me. He gave me that title. And that empowered me to walk into God's purposes for my life. So do that. As leaders at your, in your church, where you're at, don't be afraid of calling things out. In a good way. <laughs> and in a bad way, too. But in a good way. Call things out. I believe you can lead people in worship. I believe you're a pastor. Or I believe you're going to be an awesome nurse and you are going to affect so many lives. God has great plans. Call those things out as you see them. Don't be all filled with ego ego and puffing, you know, puff chest like, oh, it's all riding on me. Like, man. No one wants to follow a leader like that. Give it away. Okay? So, 
let me talk about the how here. So how do we give it away? This is a very practical thing. Um, here are a few ideas. I'm sure there are more. Um, but I just made up a list here. So worship pipeline. I want to talk about a worship pipeline real quick. So this is the idea that you have, starting in your kids' ministry, you, you, you pull together uh, a team and, all right, 10, 11-year-olds, your job is to lead your people in worship. I'll be here. I'm going to coach you through it. Let's learn, okay? As they learn, part of that is teaching them to hand off their position. So when a few years go by, they're ready to join youth, same thing. They've, they've replicated themselves. They're now youth leading. They're training. And then they step into adults Sunday morning. And it doesn't have to be that exactly, but the idea is uh, you are taking a group, telling them to duplicate themselves, and then moving them on. Uh, we, we had this happen at our uh, church. I make it sound like it's a bad thing. We had this happen. We had this circumstance that just arose. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we had this at our old church. There was a family. I wouldn't necessarily peg them as uh, worship leaders, but they, had, they were musical, and they had a heart to teach people. And uh, that's, what, that's exactly what happened. They started in kids. They handed things off. They moved up to youth. They handed things off. Now they're in, you know, big church or whatever you call it. And they're leading. And it totally transformed the church. And I'm not saying this is a, a quick fix. This isn't like a, like, two weeks, you're going to have, like, three worship teams. It's going to be awesome. This was about 15 years of, of work. But um, if you're in a place at your church where you can afford to do that, you can afford to wait, this is a great thing. This is a great um, great thing to try, great thing to implement. Um, next thing is worship residency. Uh, the power of a title. Um, this is the idea of you have someone who's called into ministry. They're like, I, I'm thinking about getting credentialed. I'm thinking about uh, taking those next steps towards God. Um, and let's just say they're serving unofficially. They're volunteers. Give them a title. Say, you're a worship resident. And maybe even talk to your boss, talk to your board, but maybe even talk to your church about covering costs for credentialing courses. And that would be the idea of, okay, little Timmy, you're a worship resident, and this is what that means. Here are the benefits of that. We believe in you. We want to pour into you. We believe you have potential. And not only that, we, we want to pay for your school. Okay? That will up the level of commitment from Jimmy, right? And uh, by the end of that, when he gets his credentials, chances are he's going to be loyal to your church. And you don't give things for loyalty, but... Um, if you want to build a long-term long team, you invest in people, okay? So uh, next thing is jam nights. So at our church, uh, we, Rockside Church is about 100 members, typical size. When we got there in October, it was kind of one of those situations where we had the same people serving every Sunday, same five, same six people serving, and we, we needed to grow, we need to, get new people in, okay? And there's kind of two routes you can go. You, some people might like wait for that all-star to walk through their doors and like they're ready to lead worship and get on up there, here's your mic, let's give it up for this guy. Um, we didn't go that route. We decided we're going to invest in people, okay? We are going to give people an opportunity. And, and also I didn't want to do an audition where it's like me with a clipboard and like pressure and performance because we're not here to perform. That's our culture as worship leaders. We're not here to perform. So why do our auditions look like that? We don't want that. Um, so what I, I kind of named this jam night. Um, we didn't have a midweek service, and I'm kind of not pushing that issue too much. But uh, so instead of a midweek practice, we are doing once a month Thursdays. Anyone who is interested in learning an instrument, I'm not like advertising this as if you come to Jam Night, you're on the worship team. I, that's not this. Jam Night is if you, there's three there's three parts to this. If you want to learn an instrument, um, if you know an instrument and you want to teach someone, so for your current worship team members, 
This gives them an opportunity to, to teach what they know, share their knowledge, uh, give away training, and then also build community. Okay? So let's just say uh, someone walks in on jam night. They are they're on the wrong seat of the bus. Let's just say that. Like they are not musical. They think they can sing, but they're, no, they can't. The thing about this is, it's not an audition where it's like, oh, you're out, see ya, Karen. Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's not that. It is, our attitude with Jam Night is, let's give you an opportunity to learn, and we wanna partner with you, and we wanna find the right seat on the bus for you. So if it's not music, what are, your, what are other skills you have? What can you contribute? And we wanna walk with you and find the place where God wants you. It's not like, you're, you're not cool enough to be in our club, so see ya, bye. Because a lot of times that's what it feels like, right? We're jam night. So what we do is we meet, and as I see people growing, and let's just say they're musical, I have one of them in here, I think. Where's JD at? JD's not here. I'm gonna talk to JD if he's in trouble, I'm kidding. Um, one of our guys, uh, he played electric, and he was very, uh, he had a lot of stage fright. So it's not that he didn't have the ability, it's that he didn't, he needed encouraged to actually physically put himself on the platform, which we don't call it a stage, we call it a platform for, because stages confuse people. We're not here to perform, we're here to sing. But anyway, so JD, um, he came to a jam night. He, it was actually our first jam night. It was JD and I and I was expecting more, but whatever. Um, so JD and I, for three months, we met once a month, and this month he was on the worship team. He worked his butt off the past couple months, and he's learning bar chords, he's learning lead line, he's getting confidence, I'm encouraging him, I'm, you know, I'm coaching him through this, don't do that, move higher up on the neck, I'm gonna play down here. Okay, good, okay, that sounds pretty good. Uh, and he's ready. So instead of a big audition, we're more coaching, okay? So anyway, that's enough with jam night. Let me fly through these a little bit. I'm sure we're running out of time here, okay. Um, vocal lessons. So I haven't had vocal lessons since uh, high school choir. I'm now 29. It's my birthday, by the way, but um, cheap applause, ah, stop it. So I, I haven't had vocal lessons since high school. And uh, I'm like, I really need to sharpen this since this like, I need, I'm doing this every week, I need to sharpen this. So uh, I learned something about this. Um, talk about learning and giving away, giving away your training. Um, as I'm meeting with a vocal coach, it's better equipping me to help my vocalist on Sunday. So vocal lessons, beautiful thing. Um, instruments and resources. Uh, so here's, here's something you could try. Um, Instruments are cheap on Facebook Marketplace, like, you know, little Jim Bob, 13 years old, he gave up on the bass, boo-hoo. Like, he played it three times, it's sitting in the corner, they're selling it for 50 bucks. Just pick that up, pick it up. And this is what you do, even if you don't play bass. You pick it up, and you find a middle schooler or a high schooler or someone who's standing on the sidelines, say, hey, who shows musical ability. Maybe they're coming to jam night and they're borrowing your bass or something. This is powerful. Say, I, Jim Bob, I believe in you so much that I want to give you this bass. It's yours. Bass amp, it's yours. Because I believe in you that much. This is what I want you to do, though. When you outgrow this, because I believe you will, give this away to someone. Or give it back to me so I can give it away. You know? That's good. And that's a simple thing. It's a physical thing that encourages someone to step into the, the purposes of God, right? Next one is invite potential leaders into your process. So giving away practice time, like you have a second in command, a third in command, I'm not gonna leave practice next week. Watch what I'm doing and you do it next week and I'll coach you and you know, walking with people, stretching them, throwing curveballs at them, but being there with them, discipling them, okay? And then uh, encouraging those leaders to give. So as you learn, share your knowledge, okay? That will build momentum in, in your church and in your, your ministry there. So um, resources. Oh, I, I think we're running out of time here. When does this end? 12.30. 12.30? Okay, cool. Sweet. Never mind. We're good. We're good. 
I freaked out for a second. That's good. So here are some resources. Um, this first one is uh, Church Front with Jake Dawson. Uh, Jake is a worship leader at a church plant in Colorado. He has a website. It's called churchfront.com. Churchfront.com. And he has uh, his mission and his goal with this is to help leaders, specifically worship leaders, uh, lead gospel-centered, tech-savvy worship. So uh, it's it's a good mix. I just love his heart. Like He cares about the worship leader spiritually, and also he gives you that, that tech information you need. Um, he has a YouTube channel, um, you know, Church Front. YouTube that, and uh, there's a whole bunch of videos, great resource, um, he'll cover things in those videos like Main Stage in Ableton, he'll teach you about those types of programs, um, how to get live streaming on a budget, uh, he will, uh, if you're looking to get in-ears and you have no money, he'll show you how, like, buy this, buy this, and buy this, and you'll have in-ears, and it's like 300 bucks, it's like amazing. Uh, yeah, so Church Front with Jake Gosselin, beautiful thing. Next thing is PlanningCenterOnline.com. Who knows about Planning Center? Most of us. Okay. Um, if you've never heard about Planning Center, it is a beautiful thing. Okay? This is a suite of uh, church management software. Um, they have different programs like check-in or giving um, or services. Uh, for me, first coming on uh, at the church, um, Services was a big one. We were rocking the, uh, the email, uh, YouTube links, and sending it out to everyone. It took a lot of time. Um, these will, uh, the, the, the suite of software is going to, uh, to streamline a lot of stuff. Um, and if you have no budget, who has no budget? Like, you're broke. Hi, I'm George. Nice to meet you. Hey. Um, you, there are free options with Planning Center. With services, you can sign up uh, up to five team members. So if you're balling on budget here, this is what we did. Okay, we signed up our, our lead pastor, myself, our kids' church pastor, our admin, and someone else. So, no, you. I mentioned you. I mentioned my wife. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, the idea, so it's free. It's free for all the leaders to use. And it, at, at the very least, you can import your CCLI library. You can import all your music. Uh, and you can keep track of CCLI reporting in Planning Center. Um, and also you can collaborate services real time. So it's a beautiful thing at that. If you're willing to pay, that's where the scheduling piece comes in, where you can, um, you can set up like confirming or denying, like sending out um, requests, basically. So, uh, and I'm gonna, yeah, so just check, out it, check that out. I don't wanna, there's a lot more to it, but planningcenteronline.com. Um, also, uh, Main Stage and Sunday Keys. Um, Main Stage is an Apple program that uses your computer that produces the sound uh, that you send to your board. And there's a very popular package. So if you want to sound like Tim Walker and Bessel and wah, that piano pad, just buttery awesomeness, yes, you're a fan. Cool. Uh, Main Stage is, is the way to do that. Sunday Keys is an add-on to that. Um, that is a uh, that is a template within Mainstage, and uh, you get a whole bunch of patches, um, like those piano pad sounds and just generic worship sounds that are very popular right now. Um, so I'll I'll stop there. But also, if you have like zero budget, like zero budget, there's this app called Soundboard Studio Lite, and let me demonstrate real quick. Hopefully, I have it. So let's just say you, you don't have, you're like, we don't have the infrastructure for that right now. We're just, we're just, it's pretty simple. Okay, Studio Soundboard Lite. So this is the app, and basically you can import different tracks. And actually Jake Gosselin from Churchfront, he will give you free tracks to download. Um, and what it does is basically during worship, I have this out. I hit, let's just say G organ. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Thanks for being patient. Technical difficulties. Let's worship today, let's stand. You know, <laughs> right, right? So with this, that's a joke. Anyway, um, so you can, with this, this is the cool thing. Like, you can import 
24 tracks. So let's just say end of service and you're dismissed. Thanks for coming today. It fades it real nice. Right? Right. This is all free stuff. So studio soundboard life, it will rock your worship world. Amen? <laughs> all right. So, uh, and then the last one, I think I need a new clicker here. Um, how to Lead Worship Without Being a Rock Star by Dave, uh, Dan Wilk. Um, so this is a, a discipleship book. It's 100 pages. Uh, it covers things. Uh, the idea of it is to uh, disciple people with it. So you have your team go through a chapter. You talk about it. It talks about things like defining worship values, the character of a worship leader, uh, leading an effective set, arranging and leading a band, becoming a mentor, equipper, relating to your pastor or leader. So much stuff. So uh, 100 pages, it's not like, it's not a dictionary you're handing out to your team. Great book uh, to read on your own, to sharpen your own abilities as a worship leader, but also to walk people through through it. So yeah, that is uh, that is how to lead worship without being a rock star. So anyway, and I have a lot of other stuff. So here's my information. Um, if you have any questions or you think of something after, after today, feel free to email me. Jamie, that's at rocksidechurch.com, and I will check my spam folder. Like, that has been a thing. So, uh, yeah, if you send an email and I don't respond, that's probably what happened to it, and I'm sorry, and I'll try to, eventually I'll, I will find it. So, cool, that's my information. So what I want to do now, let's see how much time we have here. Okay, we have about uh, 15 minutes here. So um, I just want to open it up to you guys. Are there any resources that you guys have found that are helpful to what you're doing? Uh, anything that I didn't mention here that you guys want to share? You just raise your hand and feel free, go for it. Uh, uh, okay, worship paths on Spotify, cool. What would they search to? Uh, Is it worship paths? Cool, they're smart. Any other resources? Anything else that you guys? Yeah.
Very cool. Yeah, music stand is awesome. We had that at our at our case before. Um, yeah, we uh, right now I'm screenshotting PDFs. That's kind of my style right now because you know no budget, fine. So, uh, okay, cool. Uh, any other questions for me? Um, anything? Take it slow. 
It is really easy to add people to your worship team. It's really hard to get people off of it, okay? So if you have an influx of new people, take it slow. I would say give an opportunity for people to, not necessarily Sunday morning, if you can keep, keep people away Sunday morning as, far, as long as possible until they've proven themselves. What you were saying about the jam night. Uh, yes. Yes, th- that's what I would say. Or maybe like a, a once a month worship night. Um, l- move, encourage a lot of those people to uh, to serve there. And then as they, they have served and as you've seen their work ethic and, and their ability, as they grow into that, then talk more Sunday morning. Okay? So, okay. Uh, I have time for maybe one more question. Anyone? All right, cool. I did my job then. Let me, let me pray for you guys, and then we'll head out. So, Lord, thank you for these leaders. As we give away our tasks, as we give away our training and our titles, would you build something great in Ohio? Would it, would it be your kingdom we build, not our platforms, not our positions? Would we be givers of what you have entrusted us with? In your name we pray. Amen.